Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney, I am a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker. I hope you're keeping really well on this August afternoon. It'll probably be the morning when you're listening to this, but I'm recording in the afternoon. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I've just really been trying to enjoy the end of the summer with my kids, wrap up some courses, uh, get some extra studying in um, and be ready to hit the road running by September, as they say. So I hope you're all really well. In this episode, we're going to look at something that I think is very important for everyone, like everyone to understand and know, Um, not just with the current environment of stuff that's going on now, but this is important to know in the long term, all day, every day when considering your health and how to optimize your health. So we're going to look at LPS or lipopolysaccharides. Um, I've been talking about these for a long, long time. And still, I find people don't quite understand what they are. So I think I first, well, I definitely have, if you go to my website under the blogs, you'll see why we want to avoid fat and carb combos. That article from um, 2019 discusses lipopolysaccharides. And it's a pretty straightforward, basic explanation. Makes sense to a lot of people, I think. But I've been talking about lipopolysaccharides long before I ever posted that article. Um, And still, because the word itself sounds a bit scary or a bit too scientific or biological, people don't 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 allow themselves to understand it maybe that's it because our brains can stop us from comprehending certain stuff if it sounds scary or hard Um, but before I go on discussing lipopolysaccharides I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice please do consult your healthcare practitioner before making any lifestyle changes and if your healthcare practitioner happens to be me, uh, consult me before you make any lifestyle changes. Okay, so lipopolysaccharides, or LPS, as you might see them, uh, they basically, they're bacterial cell wall fragments. That's what they are. So bacteria in your body, in your gut, floating around, they're cell fragments. And LPS are one of the main causes of systemic low-grade inflammation, which we would pretty much consider chronic inflammation. In fact, intravenous LPS or lipopolysaccharides, they're often used in research experiments to cause inflammation. There's been many studies that um, when we expose, for instance, rodents to LPS, um, and even people, they will display a sickness behavior um, like depression or impaired cognitive function, social withdrawal. If we apply LPS directly to a nerve, we can um, encourage MS to form on the nerve. So LPS are also 
as you would guess, considered a key link between Western diets and inflammation and obesity and metabolic disorders and all these other issues that we connect directly to inflammation, which is pretty much nearly all diseases at this stage. So this, this is why it's so, so important, um, especially when we look at inflammation and blood clots and respiratory issues and um, organ failure, stuff like that. We see that inflammation is directly connected there and LPS are either going to be playing a direct part in the problem or they're going to be making it worse. Um, and generally, in a healthy person, lipopolysaccharides are not normally present in the blood at very low levels. Um, you might see them in infections. Um, it might see LPS levels increase when maybe sepsis is around. Um, but in a normal, healthy body, you shouldn't see lipopolysaccharides. Now, one thing while I mentioned blood there, um, when we think of blood, and I'm thinking of a few specific clients where we talk a lot about sticky blood or gluggy blood or even inflammaging, um, inflammaging being inflammation of the blood, which causes a exasperated aging and I did a podcast episode on that a few months ago it's like eight minutes long go check it out um, but LPS there and inflammatory sticky blood we see around times of PMS we see when a woman is having her period and we can connect the dots and see cramping and uh, low back pain even migraines all this stuff is going to be inflammation and if there is excessively high levels of LPS already in the body, then these issues are going to be a lot worse. Um, in a healthy woman or in a healthy body where lipopolysaccharides are normally low or non-existent, that woman generally won't have any PMS issues, won't have any cramping, won't have blood clots, won't have migraines, stuff like that. And I think that's important for people to know because... Uh, it's very often that I'll see a woman reach out for help on Facebook or in some group or something and she might mention bad PMS or migraines or something and as much as everyone wants to help around her nobody is saying the or mentioning the elephant in the room as they say is that these issues are inflammation driven and if everything is inflammation driven what drives the inflammation? Well, we need to understand that, and that's going to be the lipopolysaccharides. So lipopolysaccharides, like I said, they're bacterial cell wall fragments, so they're found on the outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria. So gram-negative bacteria, we'll just call them bad bacteria to help you understand, and that would be... Um, like Klebsiella or E. coli or Salmonella, they're all types of bacteria that often obviously cause health problems and in most cases resist antibiotics, but these are what we call gram-negative bacteria and they generally colonize or we'll say live in the respiratory tract, in the urinary tract, in your gastrointestinal tract, even in your mouth. Um, and all aspects of your gut. So this is where these, quote, bad bacteria come into play, these gram-negative bacteria. Um, and these bacteria 
on their outer shells or on their outer membrane, this is where the LPS are found. And these lipopolysaccharides are large molecules. They're composed of three distinct sections. I'm not going to go into each one. There's only one you really need to know. But the three sections, we would call them O-antigen. We'd call one core algiosaccharides. And then the one we concern ourselves with is called lipid A. Um, and it's not to go into too much detail because I want you to retain this information and understand this. But the lipid A particle of the lipopolysaccharide, that's the part that's responsible for the toxic inflammatory properties of lipopolysaccharides. This lipid A is what is anchored to their cell membrane. Um, and the, it's the, we see it to be, let's just say, more bioavailable because it's outside, whereas the rest of the LPS, they project from the cell um, at different rates. However, so once your bacteria dies and the cell membrane falls apart, then the lipid A is exposed and can pretty much start causing havoc or damage around the body. So that's that cell fragment, if you think of a fragment like a small shard of glass, and now that shard of glass is free to run around and cause havoc and tear up your body. And I always talk about inflammatory um, molecules or cytokines or any sort of inflammatory compound, I just try to describe it as a shard of glass to my clients. And if you can imagine that shard of glass going through your body, just tearing up everything, um, that can give you quite that visual that can stick with you and remind you, okay, this is why I want to avoid inflammatory compounds because it's going to be like swallowing shards of glass. And how they disrupt the immune system is they basically stimulate the immune system. So if lipopolysaccharides remain in the gut, they don't generally activate the immune system and cause harm. They're generally in a good balance there with our ratios of good to bad bacteria and other pathogens that may reside in our gut, like um, yeast. And the ability of lipopolysaccharides to promote inflammation, it really depends on their ability to enter the blood. Now, besides infection, the two main ways lipopolysaccharides can enter the blood are from your gut, obviously where we would see leaky gut. And in my opinion, most people have some level of intestinal permeability at this stage. So most people have a level of leaky gut. Um, and then the second way is true fat-containing chylomicrons, and chylomicrons can sound like a bit of a scary word, but we'll go into it. So chylomicrons, they're basically fat transporters. They're responsible for the absorption and the transfer of dietary fat and cholesterol from the gut to the blood, and lipopolysaccharides bind to chylomicrons and can be carried then through the gut wall into the blood, 
And this is where we go back to that article that I did on why we don't want to consume fat and carbs together. And this is something I've been teaching for years and years and years, like a long time, that when we combine fat and carbs together, as much as people hate to hear it, we're asking for (laughs) a storm of inflammation. So not so much a cytokine storm, but it's going to be a smaller inflammatory storm, unless you're consuming all day, every day. Um... Primarily there, I was just thinking of like a reefy day or a ward day. But if you're having this, these fat and carb combinations all day, every day, you're constantly, constantly feeding that inflammatory response. And people hate to hear that. I understand why, but it's not my fault. I didn't make this up. It's just how it is. So what foods would we think of there? Well, um, common ones that pop up with my clients are going to be frappuccinos. That's a big one. Donuts is a big one. Um, cheesecake can be one. Pizza, cheeseburgers. And that, that, that's me just listing the unhealthy foods, the ones I see people who maybe are not so healthy or experience a lot of inflammation would be consuming all the time. We can also see this in healthy foods as well. Like uh, it's something I'm quite vigilant with with my clients and constantly reinforcing. So even with healthy foods, there's some foods we don't pair together. Um, Let's just say cheese on sprouted bread. We're not going to do that. We know that that's going to form an inflammatory cascade Um, and there's some other things like off the top of my head um, I can't remember what they are but you get the idea so when the lipopolysaccharides are binding to these chylomicrons and they're being transported through the gut into the blood and you don't need to have leaky gut for that to happen this is a natural occurrence this is what chylomicrons do Um, it's a natural process that's supposed to happen to help remove lipopolysaccharides and take them to the liver for detoxification which is another thing I always speak about detoxification is so so important but not all of the lipopolysaccharides transported by chylomicrons get detoxified quickly, especially if they are bound to um, lots of sugars, they can remain in the blood for a lot longer, messing shit up for a lot longer. So um, once those lipopolysaccharides do get into the blood, then they start binding to other cells um, and these directly then will stimulate the production of inflammatory cytokines. So really, once the lipopolysaccharides enter the blood, they can then bind to immune cells and trigger inflammation. Now, if you're doing this all day, every day, you're constantly producing inflammatory cytokines, but at an increasing rate, so your pain just gets worse and worse and worse. And this really explains why my clients see such improvements with inflammation in such a short amount of time. When you understand this and then you can advise something opposite to this. So if I give them a meal plan or I tell them what to do, obviously I'm not getting into the specifics. Hey, if you follow this meal plan, this is what's going to happen, blah, 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 because that would be too confusing. But I say here, just do this. Um, And then, wow, they get these results. I understand what's happening, but 
really, if we were to get into it, everything I'm describing in this podcast episode is what's happening. And we are reducing the LPS and we are reducing their ability to be in the bloodstream, to trigger inflammatory cells, to attach to immune cells. Like this is not just the inflammation of pain. I'm thinking of a client with maybe foot pain or back pain. This is also the inflammation that you can't feel in the respiratory tract, in the urinary tract, in the blood, all this sort of stuff. Even in the blood, we might not see progression or improvements in that until, say, a woman's next period. And she's like, oh my God, my period just arrived. I had no pain, no cramps, no blood clots. And then we know, hey, we have made a big impact on these lipopolysaccharides and calmed down the immune system and that immune response. So this podcast, I really hope you enjoy it. And that's why I'm trying to speak at a slower, clearer pace so that people can get this in. So I did mention that once we do then have these chylomicrons and get the LPS into the bloodstream, they're supposed to go to the liver um, for detoxification. So if your liver is not working optimally or your detoxification pathways are not working optimally, you're not going to be removing these inflammatory compounds from your body properly. So these lipopolysaccharides, they're going to be sticking around for a lot longer. Um, So the liver is the main organ responsible for the removal of lipopolysaccharides or clearance from the blood. Um, And when this doesn't happen, we are going to obviously experience a lot more issues. And then another thing is, um, once they're in the liver, they, the lipopolysaccharides, they get neutralized by bile. And a lot of people have had their gallbladder removed or they're having bile issues. So if you're having bile issues, again, we can connect all this back to why your inflammation and your pain and your issues might be so bad. Um, So I've said in many, many podcasts that you cannot just focus on one aspect of the body. Your whole body is one system. It's all connected. Where we might talk about the liver, then we know that all their underlying factors or aspects or systems of the body also play a part in the liver as well. So we can't just say inflammation, the liver has to detoxify it from the blood. But hold on, what happens inside the liver? Oh wait, okay, then that's the bile then. And what if I have a gallbladder issue? So it's all very much intertwined. So before I start to wrap this up, just a couple of causes of elevated lipopolysaccharides in the body. I mentioned constant consumption of fat and carb combinations. That's going to be a big one. Infections are going to be a big one. Any sort of infections, viral, bacterial, fungal, any sort of pathogen is going to increase LPS levels. Leaky gut, like I mentioned, and I really think most people have some level of leaky gut. So, um, Infections and leaky gut go together because infections and increased gut permeability, they're two of the most common causes of inflammation. But if you have an infection and you end up taking an antibiotic, that can cause leaky gut. So they're very much connected. Um, If you have SIBO, of course, that's going to be connected there as well. Um, Then we also can look at... um, 
I suppose high calorie diets should be considered, but those would be high per food quality diets, if that makes sense. Um, so generally people that eat bad, they eat high calorie diets, but they're also going to be a blend of those fat and carb combinations. Excessive alcohol is going to cause um, increased LPSs and for many reasons, but also because alcohol takes such a big toll on the liver too. Then we've got um, dysbiosis like SIBO or even um, fungal overgrowths can cause a problem here. There was a study done um, on mice that basically it was called metabolic endotoxemia initiates obesity and insulin resistance. Um, so basically they found that in mice when they gave them probiotics they reduced the LPS and improved their intestinal permeability and also their insulin resistance as well so everything is connected we've known for a long time that inflammation and insulin resistance go hand in hand another one stress you're probably going to roll your eyes because we talk about stress so much but in a clinical trial on 39 women those who completed a stressful task in the presence of a critical audience had greater lipopolysaccharide stimulation production than those who performed the tax task without an audience. So that's stress and pressure. Um, so yeah, social isolation, um, which obviously is something we all need to consider over the last year or two. In a study of 115 participants, individuals more sensitive to social disconnection showed increased inflammatory molecules. So that was TNF-alpha and interleukin-6 in response to lipopolysaccharides and increased activity of multiple inflammatory genes. It's so, so important for us to interact and be free and be social beings and see each other smile um there is trauma and stressful childhood um that can be related to greater lipopolysaccharides it's something I've been speaking a lot about with some clients lately is stuff going back as far as you were a baby can be impacting your anxiety and how you're feeling now and then smoking I think most of us know that smoking is going to um, increase toxicity in the body but a single smoked cigarette contains high levels of biologically active LPS due to the bacteria on the tobacco leaves. Another reason why you shouldn't waste your money on cigarettes. Uh, cigarette smoking also increases the production of a lipopolysaccharide stimulated protein in human airways. Again, another reason why you shouldn't waste your money because the airways have been targeted over the last few years but, or the last year and a half by um other pathogens, which we won't mention here because I don't want my podcasts to get flagged. Um, so you can measure lipopolysaccharides like in a clinical setting with a test. So it would be a LBP test, um, which is lipopolysaccharide binding protein. Or I like to discuss biomarkers mostly with my clients and get them reflective. Most women, once they really understand their body and become aware of their body, um, 
they become very in tune. They can see where they have inflammation and where they don't. They can feel it. They can sense it. All you need really is that awareness. You don't always need the blood tests. If you quieten yourself and listen to your body, your body is more than capable of telling you if something is wrong and if something is right. And then when you work with a health practitioner, we can help you then decipher what the signs and symptoms and these biomarkers mean. Basically, we're translators. So your body's talking to you, but we're going to translate what it's saying, what it's trying to tell you. So in all, this is something you need to be aware of. Just like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, not just right now, not with just the current environment that we live in, where being aware of inflammation is so important, especially when we see blood clots present. Um, But in the long term, if you want to be your optimal self in the long term, for the next few months, years, for the rest of your life, so that you can enjoy your life to the maximum, then you need to keep the concept of lipopolysaccharides at the forefront of your mind, especially with health and especially if your goal is to prevent disease. So stay away from anything that can cause inflammation. If you are going to have a little bit of an inflammatory molecule or substance or a little bit of exposure there that might stimulate hormesis hormesis that's okay I've done a video on hormesis on my youtube page you can go check it out that's okay that's a little bit of poison for the greater good but we don't want to be doing it all day every day this is where you're going to feel rubbish and have constant pain and be miserable including depression like I mentioned earlier these are all connected okay I'm gonna leave this at this if you have any questions reach out to me I will be happy to answer them on Facebook or Instagram or you can go to my website shemainsmodelhealth.com I'll remind you that for some reason my websites emails always go into my junk mail so if I don't reply immediately it's probably because it's in my junk mail and I didn't see it But otherwise, I hope you enjoyed this. Listen again, listen again, listen again. This is probably one of my most important podcast episodes. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Stay well, enjoy the sunshine, stay hydrated, and I will speak to you guys real soon. Okay, bye-bye.